The dream world of a compulsive gambler. I just want a lot of money. Welcome again to another episode of the 1% in Recovery Podcast, where we encourage you every day to laugh every day, (laughs) work hard, and love unconditionally. Recovery is beautiful. Your EQ is your IQ. Now out the Recovery Growth Scorecard, using metrics to help you recover, to start healing today, to start doing things faster, and to start on your own, to kind of kind of get a grasp of these natural hormones, oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, and get you moving on the right track. Also, free 15-minute call to explain a step, to understand recovery, to understand in a relationship or some type of other issue you are dealing with, some type of either beginning part of understanding trauma or what is trauma. Call me. Both of these can be accessed through the website, www.lifeiswonderful.love, L-O-V-E, or email me, Hugo V at lifeiswonderful.love, so we can connect and move forward in this world of recovery. If you're not enjoying recovery, something is wrong. (laughs) Now let's get into this episode. The dream world of a compulsive gambler, that is the downfall of every gambler. See, what usually happens to most compulsive gambler is is that they win big and they win early. So they turn $50, $100, into $500, into $3,000, $5,000. And all of a sudden, their brain becomes like scrambled eggs. They start thinking that, man, I am good at gambling. Found out something that I am very good at. It's going to cost me much time, and I am going to be rich. But not only rich, I'm going to be filthy rich, millionaire, millions of dollars. And that dream world, like it talks about in 12-step rooms, start thinking about world tours, yachts, penthouses. And it also talks about how the biggest dream never comes true, not even the smallest one. What ends up happening is you win, and then you have this weird idea that you're now playing with house money, with free money. So if you lose this $500, $3,000, dollars no big deal, because number one, it really wasn't yours to begin with, and you're going to double, triple that. And if you lose it, you'll win it back. You did it once. Why can't you do it again? That is the fallacy. And that is why the gambling industry wants to convince you that gambling is entertaining. Gambling is fun. Even compulsive gamblers in the grips of their illness will say, the only thing that I love is gambling. The only thing that I like to do is gambling, which is a lie. They are stuck in the disease. They are stuck in the sickness. Get understand the gambling industry is a business. They are there to make money. I don't fault them for that. They're no different than a bar trying to sell alcohol, no different than the drug dealer. People are always trying to make a buck. Now you've got to understand is, is okay, why am I keep going back? to the bet, 
to the drug, to the alcohol. They're there to make business. And society says is they like gambling. They like alcohol. For the most part, they like all types of drugs. Question is, is you got to ask yourself is who am I? What is the, my character? Why do I don't have either the emotional intelligence, the mental health, the wherewithal to understand that that gambling will ultimately just take money. Whether you bet $5 or you bet your whole paycheck, gambling is designed for the house to win. That's why when you win, they assume that it's a one-time thing or that if you win repeatedly that you're cheating. That's just not me. You can ask anybody in the gambling industry. That is why they love when people talk about that Gambling just has to be, you just have to know your limits. See, I grew up in high school in the 1980s. I'm 56. In 1983, there was a movie called War Games with Matthew Broderick. It was about nuclear proliferation, but it was actually also about gaming industry and a way to for a player to go against a player. Eventually, if you go in for into the movie, it was really about almost going into real life that it was tapping into the U.S. Russia missile command centers, and that there was a fear that one country was actually launching a missile. And the game that the computer figured out, which would be the quickest one to get to some type of resolution, was tic tac toe. And if you know anything about tic-tac-toe is if you have two people that understand tic-tac-toe, you can keep playing tic-tac-toe and there is no winner. You can keep going. And eventually the players stop playing against each other and it's the computer playing against the computer. And in the end, it just goes on into millions upon millions of games, calculations. And essentially it does end up launching fake missiles. But here's the thing. That is no different where the gaming industry is going. They want to make everything AI, computer enabled, on your mobile phone. So you don't even have to go to the casino or call the bookie or go to the horse track. You're not going to beat the computer. (laughs) Even before, when you were going up against the house, it was impossible. Now it's almost like an extra layer of impossibility. So your odds went from maybe... 18 to 15% to less than 10%. So you may win one lucky day, one lucky week, but you will lose. Impossible to win. And that is why the gaming industry wants more people to try to validate their responsible gamble, safer gambling. And here's the thing. Safer gambling, responsible gambling is a lie. It's a lie because you can never win. It doesn't matter if you go one time or you go a hundred times a year. You will lose. They depend on you losing. It's a question of how much. So you've got to realize is that, okay, if gambling is a loser situation, and that is why when more and more organizations, institutions validate the gambling industry, it makes it more into the mainstream. We're talking about governments, our own state governments. We're talking about even councils on problem gambling. We're talking about people who have lived experience. 
you cannot validate an industry. It's like validating the alcohol industry saying, okay, no in moderation. Do you know how many people drive home drunk every weekend around the country around 10 p.m. to 2 a.m.? They've had way too much, but no one stops them. And that's, it's a business. It's the same thing with the gambling. You cannot go into bars and say, okay, I want everyone to just have two drinks. No, when is when? And it's no different. And you cannot tell gamblers, okay, you're going to stop at 100 because you're going to lose at some point. You're going to lose probably $100 in about five minutes or less if you're playing casino games on your computer, especially playing slots. You will lose, lose, lose. So what I want people to understand is, is that the real wealth is between your ears. Our brains have million dollar ideas. You know, when we're kids, we play this game. What would you do if you want a million dollars? Instead, we should be asking kids, especially if you have a kid aged between five and 10, even teenagers, what is your million dollar idea? How can I help you generate a million dollars? Each one of us, no matter our age, has incredible ideas. Who do you need to partner with? What do you need to learn? What do you need to investigate? And you can make that money. You're not going to make it on the turn of a card, a roll of a dice, a winning team, or a player doing what they need to do one way or another to win some type of prop bet. You're banking on things that are outside your control. And then you can, you will get frustrated. And then eventually when you lose your money, we'll get into that losing phase, desperation phase. I'm saying, why don't you just get into the winning phase? The winning phase is you. You know what to do. Move forward. Make money. So the true wealth is these three things. (laughs) It is your health. It is your bank account. And it is your relationships. And if you want to learn how to start on that journey, tap in with me. I've created a system to get people to that next level. And we start with your character and we start with honesty. (laughs) With that, we're going to conclude this episode of the 1% in Recovery podcast.